Okay. Amen. Okay. Uh, but anyway, Jesus will have said, you know, have you not read? Have you not read? And it, it, it's, it's just funny. I mean, you, you, uh, to uh, you know, live your whole life and not know what's behind the scenes here. And he, these things are very important. When Jesus was here on earth, he was just acting like this stuff was so. I mean, this, when it says Lord, that's him. Remember on the Mount of Transfiguration, that's in Matthew chapter 17, Jesus is on that, all of a sudden you see him in his glory. Remember Moses asked if I could see you in your glory. He said, well, you can't look at my face, but I'll let you see my back parts, okay, when I pass by. You know, the Lord, uh, Moses asked. But anyway, but in this scene in Matthew, Jesus started glowing. His, his clothes started glowing. His face was glowing. And then Moses shows up and Elijah shows up. And it's not any fairy tales. These things actually happened. Okay, so anyway, <clears throat> it's the same Lord that we see here. Now, there's a difference that we see in the book of, in the Old Testament. They had this tabernacle structure. Moses didn't come up. This is where we miss it. We hear a lot of people, Moses, Moses. Nah, the Lord told Moses. Moses never did say, this would be a great idea. This would be a great idea. No, the Lord told Moses. You'll always see this. The Lord told Moses to do this. The Lord told Moses. Moses had no brilliance on his own. He didn't. It was all the Lord. Now, anyway, now. Remember, we studied a few weeks ago Exodus. We're going to skip Genesis for a moment because we already know Genesis. Exodus was what? It was Pharaoh. All these plagues, the plagues, remember the plagues didn't hit till the seventh chapter. They were out by the eleventh chapter. It was boom, 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 boom. And you look at the time frame, the first plague was one week later. In other words, the first plague hit, it was the, the, the one about the, the water turned to Nile. I mean, the Egyptians had to live with that for a week. One week later, then all of a sudden, it was what? Frogs, lies, flies, and a plague killed all the cows, except for the Israelis. Anyway, you know the story. So then they get out of Egypt. And as soon as they get out of Egypt, they finally make it to where we've seen the movie, Charleston Heston, you know, the Ten Commandments. And he comes down, he breaks the commandments. Well, you know why? He broke the commandments. They were down there worshiping a golden calf. They didn't know where Moses was. Moses was on this mountain getting these details for this tabernacle. Now, what's interesting, and the details are there for a reason. When Moses broke those commandments, he, he, felt, he broke those commandments because these people were worshiping this stupid cow. Remember, he ground that cow up, made it into gold whatever, a gold milkshake, and made everybody drink it. All of Atlanta. It was all broken up. Here, you're next. You're next. Oh, my God, I don't want to... It was just what they had to deal with. Moses was so furious, but it was the Lord was angry about this thing. I'll have no other gods before. Remember, he said, I am a jealous God. So it's easy to put these pieces together. And he broke the gods of Egypt. He destroyed them. The whole world saw this. And God had said during those plagues, this is the reason he was doing that. I'm going to get my people out. Now, how does this affect us? Abraham's promises in Genesis is what established they're getting out of slavery. So if we're dealing with any kind of trouble whatsoever, we're out of it. Matter of fact, it says in Exodus, there arose a Pharaoh that did not know Joseph. So the whole time they were in Egypt was fun and games. It was. They were having a great time until disaster hit. But anyway, when disaster hit, it only took Moses, well, he was 80 years old, so we know that it was, must have been just within that last hundred years. Okay, anyway, they get out. Now, when they get out, the tail end of Exodus, they, Moses has the instructions how to build this tabernacle. Okay. The book of Levi, uh, it's called Leviticus, okay? It's just how they were, how the, Levitic, the Levites were supposed to handle the sacrifices. Very little pieces of any kind of history there because the target's still moving right here. They are still at Sinai. Now, 
before I get back into numbers here, and numbers is about, yes, that's right, it's numbers. Uh, I want us to go all the way to the tail end and look at something. Give me just a second. Let this memory catch up here on the, <clears throat> on the uh, here we go, on the uh, uh, laptop here. Okay, so I'm going to go all the way to the very last chapter of Numbers. Oh, let this thing catch up just a second. Let me do it this way. Let's go Numbers. I'm in Numbers. No, that didn't help me. Do it this way. There we go. Numbers. Here it is. All the way down here to, uh, <clears throat> let me look at 35. Let's see. 30, let me back up just a little bit. Here we go. Look at that. Now, what's this? Look at this. This is the legend because it never happened. No, it, it's not a legend. Numbers chapter 33. Uh, this is the itinerary of the nation of Israel from the time Moses and Aaron led them out of Egypt. Moses had written down their movements as the Lord had instructed him to. Moses didn't say, you know what, I better help God out here. Nope. The Lord told him to. Well, look, look at this. This is so incriminating because if it didn't happen, boy, they sure opened up some possibilities for, yep, that never happened. Oh, yes, it did happen. Yes, it did. They left the city of what? Ramses. We've heard of that. Egypt. On the first day, boy, they got a date. Oh, my goodness. The first day of April, the day after the night of the Passover. They proudly, they left proudly, hurried along by the Egyptians who were burying their eldest sons, killed by the Lord the night before. Now, remember the Lord said in the third chapter, third or fourth chapter of, of Exodus, you tell Pharaoh, because what he's done to my oldest son, Israel, I'm going to kill his son. Now, remember, what was Pharaoh doing? Well, I would do nothing. He was throwing them all in the Nile. Crocodiles were eating all of the Israeli babies. And, and, and if that wasn't bad enough, he wanted the nurses to kill all the boys. But the nurses weren't going to do that. <clears throat> all right, they left Ramses. Okay, they le and we have a date. The day after the night of the Passover, they proudly left. Okay, verse on down here to verse 5. Uh, oh, look at that. The Lord had certainly defeated all the gods of Egypt that night. That was the whole purpose. Remember, it was obliterated. Just the hail alone would rock your boat. I was trying to find Charleston Heston's movie, 1958, because I seen it as a kid, you know, whatever. You have to watch whatever your parents watch, you know. There was only four channels on TV anyway. And you have to actually have to buy that now or rent it, okay. It's, like, it's not going to be like free or whatever. But anyway, uh, it, that is a good, a good movie. But uh, my point is, I noticed, hmm, sort of figured out the reason they're not showing that one is because there were good Bible people during that time that put that together. And they're trying to erase this, just like they're trying to erase creation, say it's evolution. This never happened. Boy, if you ever get a chance to watch Charleston Heston's Ten Commandments, you know, boy, watch it. Because you'll, go, you'll get a visual of how nasty those frogs were, how nasty that lice was. And what's so cool is it was not on the Israelis. How does that affect us? Moses and Elisha, in their time frames, they showed up with Jesus in the Mount of Transfiguration. This is all together. Everything you see here happen to these guys is ours today. Praise the Lord. All right, they left. They were hurried along. Okay. After leaving Ramses, they stayed at Succoth. Okay. Etham at the edge of the wilderness. Oh, okay. Then they got the promised land. No, not hardly. Paratham near Baalzam, where they camped at the foot of this place. From there they went to the, through the middle of the Red Sea, on for three days to Etham Wilderness, camping at Mara. This is Numbers 33, verse 9. Leaving Mara, they came to Elam, where the twelve springs of water, seventy palm trees. They stayed, fair, stayed there for quite some time. Now what does that look like to you, seventy palm trees? I mean, come on, that's Gulf Shores, that's Hawaii. Praise the Lord. 
Remember, they didn't have anything to eat with them. All they had was their cows and stuff. God was taking, taking care of them. Okay, next they went to Dokag and Ushleth. What a bunch of weird names. Okay, Atlanta, Georgia. They went to Tennessee. They went to, you know, Knoxville, whatever. Where there was, now notice it says that where there was no water for the people to drink. Oh, game over. No, remember the details in Exodus? Boy, Moses struck the rock. Boom, out comes the water. Another time the water was bitter. The Lord said, throw a, uh, throw a tree in there and it became sweet. Praise the Lord. Then they went from this place, verse 15, to the wilderness of Sinai, from the wilderness of Sinai, from this to this to this to this to this. Look at the itinerary. Remember, why did they do that? The Lord said, write this down. Okay, while at the foot of Mount Hor, Aaron the priest was directed to go up into the mountain, and there he died. Now we got a time frame. Now we're still in the book of Numbers. In the latter part of Numbers, just a few chapters before this, the Lord says that Aaron's going to die. We ain't even... Uh, we, we're, uh, well, actually, they did. In the, by the ninth chapter, once the tabernacle set up, they're on the way to the promised land, okay? But anyway, I just wanted to show how we had a, a, a recap here of this whole thing. Okay, Aaron the priest was directed to go up into the mountain, and there he died. This occurred on the 40th year after the people of Israel had left Egypt. Now, remember, they're in the wilderness for what? They wound up 40 years because in the 13th chapter of this book, when they're on their way, they got there, they said, we can't go in there. There's giants in there. Oh. And God said, okay, well, for that, you're going to stay in the wilderness for 40 years. But he didn't abandon them. They were still had air conditioning, shade, and heat. The Lord was taking care of them. Notice this. The, the date of his death was July 15th. He was 123 years old. My goodness. Can you remember from the book of Exodus how old Moses was when he stood before Pharaoh? Anybody remember? He wasn't 40. 80. That's right. And if his brother was three years older than him, that would make his brother how old? His brother was, Aaron was three years older than Moses when they stood before Pharaoh. So if Moses, 83, that's right. Okay. All right. Now remember, they have a sister too. And the sister is uh, in this group. And she's older too as well. Anyway, Miriam died. We have the dates of her death. Now notice this. This is kind of neat. Now th what am I going to get out of this? Watch the action go this fast. Uh oh, here's a problem. But let's see if it's a problem. It was then that the Canaanite king of Arad, who lived in the Najeb, in the land of Canaan, heard that the people of Israel were approaching his land. After dealing with him, <laughs> they blew him away. Now let me show you how they blew him away. Because I, I would hope to get to this today, but uh, we really won't. Uh, let me go to the book of Numbers. Go there quickly right here. I just happen to know... Uh, this is right before they, remember, this is, they are, they're fixing to march. We got camping orders. The certain groups are going to be in the front, certain in the back, certain in the left, certain in, where are the Levites? The Levites are surrounding the tabernacle to keep everybody away from the wrath of God. Now, why? The Lord had said, when you read this, the Lord said, I'm going to live there among you. And, and this morning, we're going to look at one place that says, do it this way so that nobody will get destroyed. It was so important. Death cannot stand in the presence of the Lord. Matter of fact, the Lord said, put all the lepers outside the camp. <gasps> Watch racist. Well, look, it's just tough. You know, a Levite, if he had a busted or a deformed testicle, I mean, it's in there. Guess what? Can't work in the temple. Whoa. What if he has a deformed arm? He can't work in the temple either. Why? Think about that. That just sounds cruel. God made man perfect. Okay. Adam's who blew it and created sin. He created the deformities. He created all this stuff. Jesus is eventually going to wrap all this stuff up. In the meantime, he's coming down here, choosing a nation to live among. 
to tell the whole world about it. That's the reason it all disappeared after the death of Jesus. We don't have anybody offering sacrifices today. Nobody's stirring in that stuff. There's only one thing, that's, and it makes you go, what happened? What happened to Israeli people? See, they're still looking for a Messiah. They're still looking for this tabernacle to come back again. It ain't going to come back. <clears throat> okay. The original tabernacle. Anyway, so now watch this. So in the 10th chapter, remember, I was just showing how they went from the itinerary. They went here, 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 here. They met this bad guy, this king. And, the, and matter of fact, the Moabites wouldn't let them go across their land. God took care of them later, but not at this time. If you'll understand why he took care of the Moabites, those were descendants of guess who? They were Abraham's kinfolk. It was Lot's two daughters had two kids. One was uh, where the Moabites came from. And the Lord was protecting the Moabites, giving them a chance to quit throwing their kids to the fire. But later, they lost their whole kingdom, just like Israel lost their kingdom for doing the same thing. God's so merciful. All right, but now look at this. Oh, but what if we run into trouble? Look at this. This is so good. Now, the Lord said to Moses, eh, hold on a second. This is uh, Numbers chapter 10. The Lord said to Moses, play two trumpets. I mean, make two trumpets. Remember, Dustin and Melody played trumpet. Of beaten silver used to be summoning the people to assemble for signaling the breaking of camp. Now, if I was a trumpet player, I mean, I'd pay attention to this. Listen to this. Because this would sure remind you of some stuff. You know, I mean, I know my two kids have been through all kinds of stuff, high school and college and whatever, and the problems of life. But look at this. When both trumpets are blown, blown, the people will know that they are to gather at the entrance of the tabernacle. But if only one is blown, only the chiefs of the tribes shall come. Different trumpet blasts mean will be necessary to distinguish between the summons to assemble and the signal to break camp and move onward. Okay, going to use these trumpets to uh, get things rolling. All right, when the, when the travel signal is blown, the tribes camped on the east. Remember this? We looked at this last week. They're going to leave first. The second signal, the tribes on the south. La da 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 This is a permanent instruction from generation to generation. Remember the story is, we're going to the promised land. It's only 11 days away. But they took 40 years. Because when they got there in 11 days, they said, we can't go in there. Oh, my gosh. They can't go in there after God destroyed Egypt? This is how fast your unbelief will build. Peter on the water. I tell this a million times, but that's a quick way to see how you can drown in a second. Peter, if it's you, tell me to come. It is him. He knows it. And here he goes. But what happened? <gasps> the winds and the waves and it was really bad out there. It can overtake your mind and boom, down you go. But if you'll be smart like Peter, don't holler back for the boat for a, a, a life preserver or whatever. Your real help is Jesus. He's still on the water going, holler for him. And that's what Peter did. Lord, save me. And the Lord did. And when the Lord grabbed him, he says, how little you trust me. That's exactly what he said. He didn't say, we'll talk about this a little bit. He said right then, how little you trust me. And Peter's going, God, it's so stupid. I'm walking on the water. What's the waves got to do with it? I'm walking on water. This guy created everything. What am I worried about? All right, here, watch this. When you arrive at the promised land and you go to war against your enemies, God will hear you and maybe, no, no, I added that. Excuse me. And save you from your enemies when you sound the alarm with these trumpets. Used to sing this song, never really paid much attention to it, thought it was cool. Blow the trumpet in Zion, Zion, sound the alarm on my holy mountain. Blow the trumpet in, sound so cool. Had no idea what was behind it. That would have affected me every time I heard the praise of the Lord. Where's those trumpets? Praise the Lord. Well, we don't have a trumpet today, but the point is, it's been blown. Jesus has blown that trumpet. It's, 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 it's going. But look at this. Every time. Use the trumpets in time of gladness. 
Oh, we're not supposed to be glad. Let's don't get into that. That's ridiculous. Praise the Lord. Of course we are. All right, so anyway, that's what's going on there. Let's go back to the itinerary again. Oh, uh, we were down here at, I think it was 34. No, it wasn't 34. It was 33. Yeah, here we go. All right. Close that down. All right, so here we go. So when they got up to this bad guy, all of a sudden, oh, we passed it, didn't we? No, we didn't. They went this place, this place, this place, this place, this place. Uh, yeah, here we are. Numbers 33, verse 14. Notice on 41, it says, after dealing with him. What do you mean after dealing with him? They wiped him out. Then at Punham, they went there. They went to Obed. They went to this place. And from there, verse 45, where'd they go? Notice they had the whole thing wrapped up. On the mountains of this near Nebo, finally to the plains of Moab near the river Jordan, opposite Jericho. Now here's where, here's where they're, this is actually the end of numbers. They are, after 40 years, they're fixing to go in. Now remember, Richard, we got one more book, Deuteronomy. Yeah, remember the first verse? This is the speech that Moses gave when they got to the shores. It's not going to, but we take a year to read it. No, you read the speech. Read the speech. Remember part of it is 28. Blessed in the city, blessed in the field, blessed everything you do, whatever. And Moses warned them. And then at the very tail end of Deuteronomy, what happened? Moses dies. The Lord took him up on a mountain, says you got to die. But what did the Lord do? Such a blessing. I use this in Fred Halbritter's funeral. The very tail end of Deuteronomy. Because remember, Joshua goes in. The next book, they go in. 24 chapters. And they wipe out the promised land. But the very tail end of Deuteronomy, Moses dies. But the, Moses took the Lord, the Lord took Moses up on the mountain and showed him. And also Moses tried one more time. Says, Can't you just let me go in? Let me go in. The Lord says, nope, not going to do it. Not going to do it. <clears throat> and there was a reason because Moses was told to speak to the rock and say, rock, give these whining people out here some water. Moses got so mad, he took that rod and he... Hit the rock and nothing happened. He took that rod again and hit it again and water gushed out. And that's when the Lord told, in this book, Numbers, about five chapters before this, oh, six chapters or so, in the 20s, the Lord said, because you did that in front of the people and didn't glorify me, <clears throat> you ain't going in. <clears throat> okay, wow. All right, so now back up here. Uh, so Moses, when he, he's up there, on the, the Lord takes him on this mountain, he gets to see the promised land. And then the Bible says the Lord buried him. The New Testament says that Michael, the angel, argued with Satan over the body of Moses. Wow. Of course, you can figure who won that one. I mean, the Lord took care of Mr. Devil. But you see, Mr. Devil's involved in this stuff. He's trying to ruin your life and mine. Okay, so when they finally got there, while they were in that area, they camped at various places along the Jordan River, as far as this on the plains of Moab. It was there while they were camped that the Lord told Moses to tell the people, when you cross the Jordan River into the land of Canaan, you must drive out all the people living there. Destroy all their idols, their carved stones, their molten images, their open air sanctuaries, and the hills they worship where they worship the idols. All this stuff was covering the land. You'll be given the land in proportion to the size of your tribes. The larger sections will be divided by lot. Among larger, we understand it. Okay. If you refuse, look at this. If you refuse to drive out the people living there, those who remain will be as this is where you get thorns in your side. It's cinders in your eyes, as the Living Bible says. These guys are going to mess you up. Notice what he says. There are going to be thorns in your sides, and I will destroy you as I no, and I and I will destroy you as I planned for you to destroy them. And that's what happened in the rest of the Bible. These kings, good king, bad king, good king, bad king, good king, bad king. And all of a sudden there were so many bad kings, Nebuchadnezzar wiped them out. And the Lord sent Nebuchadnezzar. 
It's the reason Nebuchadnezzar was going, hey, I'm such a hot rod. And in Nebuchadnezzar's writings, he, he wrote in Daniel, Daniel, we have a record of it, Daniel chapter before. Daniel chapter 4, that's when Nebuchadnezzar, because God, God told him, he says, no, I raised you up to go take care of Israel, you know, <clears throat> do my business. <clears throat> and then you got haughty about it. And Nebuchadnezzar said, there ain't, there's only one God. But anyway, so it's all historical right here. All right, now, uh, I want to go back here, now that we know that a little bit, let's go back here to, let's pick up, uh, oh, I just wanted you to see there was an itinerary. And, and they haven't even, they've not moved yet. They've just now got the tabernacle in order. And here we go. We're going to start right here. And I won't go, but just a, just, we'll just probably make it through five and that's it. <laughs> then the Lord said to Moses, take a census of the Kothath division of the Levite tribe. Remember, he's already, he's already, he's already tallied up all the other tribes. Okay? This census will be made of all males, uh, will be males from 30 to 50 who are able to work in the tabernacle. These are their sacred duties. When the camp moves, Aaron and his son will enter into the tabernacle first. Okay? Now remember, Moses didn't say, look, i got to have some logistics together. I'll put your heads together. Let's see if it... No. The Lord said this. The Lord said this. See, the Lord is living among them right here. And there were rings to carry the... for poles to go through to hold the ark. You can't touch that ark. No, 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 no. He says, next they must spread a blue cloth over, a blue cloth over the table of the bread of the presence where the bread of the presence is displayed and place the dishes, spoons, bowls, cups, and bread. Now, well, let's hold up a second. Just remind yourself, the bread of what? His presence. Okay? His presence. It's fake. He's, he is present. This, that's fantastic. Look at this dishes, bowls, cups. And look, I'm pointing to this picture in Revelation 3.20. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man open the door, I will come in. I will dine with him. And he with me. You see, in the life of Jesus, he goes over to a Pharisee's house, eats dinner with him. He's at uh, Lazarus' home. He's at, uh, which is the same home. Martha, 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 you're worried about many things. You know? Only one thing's needful. Well, she was worried about brownies and stuff. Well, it sounded like it was kind of important, but the Lord will take care of that. I'm telling you, <laughs> Jesus is so personal here, and that's what he's referring to right here. Next, they must, with the blue cloth, the lampstand, the lamps, the snuffers, the trays, the reservoir of olive oil, the entire group of objects shall be covered with goat skin leather, and the bundles shall be placed on a carrying frame. Now, remember what all this did. This showed that Israel had a God, and they were going to the promised land. And by the way, blow those trumpets. Well, he's going to tell them in, a few, in the next couple of chapters. We already read it. Don't worry about your enemies. I am there. Now, remember, what's so unusual about this tabernacle? What's, uh, God, they built this thing. What do we know? I'm just, this is a question for us in this room. <clears throat> we see the structure, but what was in the air around this structure that was kind of supernatural? A cloud, yeah. We miss this sometimes. We forget about this. It, that cloud was there, and it was huge. Now, what did that cloud look like at night? Fire. Fire. And Moses wasn't secretly going to Aaron saying, you know, hey, look, turn up some, we need some more Freon or whatever it is, you know, not Freon. We need some more, we need some more gas because we can't fool the people out. Like Wizard of Oz, it's all fake. This is not Wizard of Oz. Wow. Okay, anyway. Uh, now, let's see. Let's see. When Aaron and his sons finished packing the sanctuary, notice that only Aaron did this. The clan of the Kohath shall come carry the units wherever the camp is traveling. But look at that. They must not touch the holy items. Look at this. Lest they die. This is then the sacred work of, of Kohath. Aaron's son, Eliezer, 
shall be responsible for the oil, for the light, the sweet incense, the daily grain offering, the anointing oil. In fact, the supervision of the whole tabernacle and everything is his responsibility. Now look at the next verse. Then the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, don't let the families of Kohath, what? Destroy themselves. That's so important. Jesus said, you must be born again. It's not, well, we just want y'all to try. No, unless you believe I'm he, you're going to die in your sins. John chapter 8 says, it's not Mickey Mouse stuff. Jesus said also in John 14, I am the what? The way, the truth, and the life. And no man comes into Father but by me. There's not, there's not, there's not two or three ways here. Only one way. And he's warning. This is, if, if you go back and get the story, when Aaron's sons, now they were wonderful kids, but they destroyed themselves. What did they do? They went in there and they said, well, hey, I, you know, they ran on together. They thought it would be okay. Probably total pureness of heart too. But they thought, you know, I'm going to put a little sugar with my incense because I think that's, that's be And they went in there and they turned into two pieces of charcoal. And the Bible says Moses was furious. Well, that was his nephews. Why was Moses furious? He knew the Lord. And he chewed out Aaron because nobody was taking this serious. It was so funny. The Bible says that Aaron was speechless. I mean, his two sons are laying there dead. Well, I'm sorry, but we don't have time for a drill here to get any sympathy here. This is serious. Why? Because we are forcing the presence of God to live among us, which is basically an impossible thing because we should all be annihilated. But God said, if you'll do it this way, nobody will get destroyed. That's why we miss it. We just think, well, I don't have a problem with that, with that Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, and Deuteronomy. I problem. I mean, ugh, ugh, who can understand that? This is so simple, and it's so small, too. Okay, anyway, so here we go. So he says, don't let them destroy themselves. This is what you must do so that they will not die when they carry the most holy things. It's not, wow, come on. We just, uh, I need some of that gold myself. Anybody looking? Shave a little let gold off. Man, I'm going to give this to my wife. <laughs> That's holy gold, man. Oh, boy. And some of that took place, and these guys got destroyed. Okay, anyway, let's get back to this. So you must do what, so you won't die. Aaron and his son shall go in and point out what each is to carry. Otherwise, they must never enter the sanctuary for even a moment, lest they look at the sacred objects and die. Let's jump ahead, a story. 40, no, excuse me, 400 years later, King Asa, the good king, he was like, Good king, but he blew it. Remember, the Bible says he, he was diseased in his feet and he died. He didn't have to die. The Bible says he sought the physicians instead of seeking the Lord. Now, don't think while well, he went to UAB to go get a test run and, and God killed him. No, 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 please, huh? He purposely didn't want to listen to the Lord. You can read the story for yourself. You would get it yourself. You'd go, well, he quit trusting the Lord. But prior to that, King Asa did something else. This is when he really messed up. Uh, <clears throat> And actually, it wasn't Asa. This was King Uzziah. King Uzziah. Okay. Guess what King Uzziah did? Let's read this verse again. And you'll see. Let's see. What did he do? Never enter the sanctuary even for a moment and see the, the sacred ornaments lest they die. Guess what this guy did? King Uzziah, he went into the Holy of Holies. With what? Just like Aaron's sons and was burning incense like I belong in here. The priest saw him. Fifth, the Bible says 50 priests ran in there to go get him. And he was mad. Here, leave me alone. <laughs> All of a sudden, <laughs> on his forehead, 
leprosy started to break out in the scripture. The Living Bible says he was so scared he tore out of there. <laughs> you know, and, but the priests were trying to save him and say, get out of here. No, God's a meanie. God's not a meanie. He's a savior. He came down, delivered the children of Israel from a bunch of stupid gods in Egypt the very moment they were crying out because of the slavery. All because God loved Abraham. Okay? And then as they as all this set up, they're on the way. God promised, I'm going to give you this land. Why? Because Abraham marched all over it, and God said, I'm going to give it to you and your descendants. They're going to be enslaved, they're going to be enslaved in a nation for 400 years, and that's what we have to hit. This is all the history is there. But anyway, now God's among them, and he says, I selected you to actually to reach the whole world. Remember, because God told Abraham, I'll, uh, in thee shall all nations of the world be blessed. This is how he did it. When you read in the kings, you'll find all these other kingdoms and stuff, and people in those kingdoms. The queen of Sheba, she was not the queen of a Jew. She was the queen of Sheba. She came to see Solomon and was totally amazed. And she said, the Lord has blessed you. The Lord has blessed you. The Lord's going to bless us too. Oh, we're going to run out of time. We'll, get st- we'll just finish with this chapter, chapter 4. Okay, whoops. That went away, didn't it? Okay. No signal. There we go. Okay. So not even a moment, these guys, they can't go in there. The Lord said, take a census of the, Ger- Ger- whatever, the Gershonite division. Okay, what are they going to do? 35 to 50. Okay, they're going to, they're going to, what's their duties? They're going to take the curtains, the tabernacle, the goatskin leather roof, and the curtain, the tabernacle entrance, and carry the drapes, the fence, the courtyard fence, the curtain. You know, we got so much details here. You know, they, they must have built this thing. Yes, they did. All the details are about the middle of uh, Exodus chapter 23, 24, 25. They're fully responsible for the transportation of these things. Aaron or any of his sons may assign the Gershonites' task to them. The Gershonites will be directly responsible to Aaron's son. He's got a son named Ithamar, I think is what it is. Yeah. Take a census of the Marmar division. These are all sons of uh, Levi, 35 to 50. When the tabernacle is moved, carry the frames and the tabernacle, the bars and bases. Wow. The frames in the courtyard fence and their pegs, cords, everything connected for use and repair. Now remember... Uh, one thing about the Levites, remember God said we're not going to give them any land in the promised land. I am their inheritance. What a bum deal. Be a preacher. Ooh, bum deal. I mean, according to this, we call it preacher, but really, it's not like today. It's just like when God sent out the disciples. Right before he died, he said, hey, I sent you out. And this was right before Judas come and got him. Right before he got in the garden and said, not my will, but thine. Okay, It's the Lord's Supper that night. And the Lord tells him, hey, when I sent y'all out, did y'all lack for anything? Boy, they, they answered back immediately. They said, no. Remember, he said, don't take a wallet. Don't take extra clothes. Lord, I sweat. I don't want to be preaching. Have to. <laughs> Obviously, something happened. Obviously, money came in. They did. 10th chapter of Matthew. It, it's copied again in Luke chapter, Luke's gospel. Luke 9 and Luke 10. But Matthew 10, we'll look at that. He said, freely receive, freely give. And he says, don't take an extra bag. Don't take a purse. Don't the, the workman's worthy of his hire. Praise the Lord. So anyway, all these guys, oh, what a bummer, i got to carry all this stuff. Man, everything in their household was taken care of for them. Verse 34, uh, Numbers 4. Moses and Aaron and their leaders took a census of the Kohath division, men 30 to 50. See, they're going to retire at 50. Anyway, they found it was 2750. All this was done to carry out the instructions, the Lord's instructions to Moses. A similar of the Gershon division totaled 2600. Thus, Moses and Aaron and the leaders found that the total Levites, 50 to 30, uh, were eligible for the tabernacle service transportation, 85 uh, excuse me, well, anyway, uh, 8580. This census was taken in response to the Lord's instruction. Praise the Lord. Let me look just a moment here. Oh. Oh. 
Yeah, we don't have time to cover this one. We'll let you get next. But I, but I will point this out. So here we are. Remember, there's no markers. This is all one document. These further instructions from the Lord inform all the people of Israel that they must expel, what? All lepers from the camp. All who have open sores. Who have been, look at this, who have been defiled by touching a dead person. Well, man, how are you going to be a funeral director? Well, that should raise a question. Well, see, remember, in the day you eat of it, God told Adam, you will die. Death is going to take control. By one man's offense, Paul wrote later and said, by one man's offense, death reigned. The final enemy, we remember that? Paul wrote that down in the book of Corinthians. He says, death is the final enemy, right? It's God's enemy. Wow. So anyway, he says, this applies to men and women alike. Remove them so that they will, look at that, not defile the camp where I live among you. These instructions were put into effect. Now, they had some holy water outside the camp. You'd have read this. Well, I think we get to it in the next chapter, two or three chapters. There was a place out there you could wash and clean up and whatever. If you, and it, it was only the next evening. If you touched a dead person, like, yeah, and I touched a dead person. Well, okay. You were okay. You were purified by the next evening, whatever. And it, it, it seems like, how is, this, how is this understandable? But when you realize that God said, I'm going to live among you. Matter of fact, when we get down to it, the Lord goes with them to battle. And he wanted to make sure... I mean, this is like some politically correct people today. I mean, you go around your dog, you walk your dog around the neighborhood, what do you do? You pick up their poop. Oh, God, I'm not into that. I'm not doing that, whatever. I don't walk my dog much. Okay, but anyway, you have this here. Listen to this. Every soldier was to have a shovel, and he was supposed to clean up his poop and go take it outside the camp and throw it out. Read the rest of it. Because the Lord is among the army. Well, yeah, what's up with that? No, you're forgetting about His holiness. Remember, He said, I am holy. Take your shoes off, Moses said. This is holy ground, praise the Lord. Anyway, you put all these things together and you can realize, oh my goodness, now I know. And even today, see, we realize that, praise the Lord, why don't we have to do that? Because the one sacrifice He has purified forever, all of us. One sacrifice. I don't have time to get into it, but there's right here toward the end. This is all on a long time. Actually, this was just... They left for the promised land within a year and a half, okay? And then they wandered for 40 years. So this time frame here was only six or seven weeks or between six months. It was a short time here. But anyway, I forgot what I was going to say. But anyway, let's wrap it up. Father, we just thank you for your word today. We thank you that, Lord, these things are historical and we can see how this affects us. Praise the Lord. You're among us. Hallelujah. We're going to be taken care of. The trumpets are blown. We're always going to win when we face difficulties. So, Father, we just thank you, Lord, if we're having any difficulty whatsoever. Oh, if it's in our bodies or whatever, you'll, you'll heal us. Praise the Lord. Oh, Lord, if there's something wrong financially, you'll take care of that too. And, Lord, if it's something we didn't even name, praise the Lord, you'll take care of that. And we just thank you for it. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Uh, but, hey, one thing I was before going to go, and I was thinking, where, where was that? Oh. 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 I think it was... Oh, let's see. Let's see. Let me look just one second and we'll stop. Nope, I'll find it. I'll find it. I'll find it later. But anyway, um, the, 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 the Lord's going to take care of all this. Father, we just thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. That's it. Praise the Lord. Amen. <laughs>